Bismillahirrahmanirrahim In the name of Allah Most gracious, most merciful What is Islam? By Sheikh Jamal Zerbozo Part 16 Page 122 The foundation and sources of Islam there are only two absolute sources of Islam, the Qur'an and the Sunnah of the Prophet Muhammad, peace and the blessings of Allah be upon him. These two are the absolute sources in Islam because they constitute the revelation received by the Prophet, peace and the blessings of Allah be upon him, from God. God inspired the Prophet with both the Qur'an and the Sunnah. Hence, all beliefs and practices are subservient to these foundations. If something is consistent with them, it may be accepted. If something contradicts them, it must be rejected. The miraculous nature as well as the preservation of the Qur'an were touched upon earlier. Much more though can be said about the Qur'an. The Qur'an is very different from the Bible. The Qur'an does not consist of stories told by humans about different prophets, every so often actually quoting a prophet. The Qur'an is actually the word of God. It was revealed by God via the angel Gabriel directly to the prophet Muhammad, peace and blessing for Allah be upon him. The prophet received the exact wording and passed it on to his followers. This revelation with this exact wording was memorized, recorded, and passed on as is. Hence, again, it is God and only God speaking in the Quran. There are no comments, passages, or quotes from humans whatsoever in the Quran. The style of the Quran is therefore unique. It is Allah's words to the heart, mind, and soul of humans. It moves from one topic to another in fascinating fashion. It uh, even changes between first, second and third person, sometimes putting words into the reader's own mouth. It moves smoothly from descriptions of God to laws about inheritance, food and so forth, always reminding in the end that the ultimate goal is to be dutiful to Allah. In its original language of Arabic, it is extremely moving and beautiful. Today, the meaning of the Qur'an has been translated into numerous languages. However, none of these translations is ever considered the Qur'an. The Qur'an is only the Arabic original. Hence, in the prayers and rituals, only the true original Arabic Qur'an is used. The entire Qur'an was not revealed to uh, the Prophet uh, all at once. Instead, it was revealed bit by bit over a period of 23 years. It guided the early Muslim community along every step it took. It uh, thus completely, uh, completely transformed that community into a pious generation. In the meantime, it set examples for all later Muslim communities who will face some of the same circumstances they faced. It transformed an Arab people who were on the margins of this civilized world at that time into the leaders of a great civilization whose influence still continues today. 
When read, understood, and applied properly today, it will also transform individuals or society and exalt them to new heights of piety and closeness to God. Footnote Muhammad Marmaduk Pictol was the first Western Muslim to translate the Quran into English. In his introduction, he wrote, Although I have sought to present an almost literal and appropriate rendering worthy of the Arabic original, I cannot reproduce its inimitable symphony, the very sounds of which move men to tears and ecstasy. This present volume represents only an attempt to present the meaning and some of the charm of the Qur'an in English. It can never take the place of the original Arabic Qur'an, nor is it meant to do so. Muhammad Marmaduk, Big Tall Translation, The Glorious Qur'an, New York Muslim World League, Indy, uh, Indy. <coughs> Uh, one of the miraculous aspects of the Qur'an is its uh, internal consistency. Although it was revealed over a period of 23 years, it contains no contradictions or discrepancies. In fact, Allah even says, Do they not then ponder the Qur'an carefully? Had it been from other than Allah, they would surely have found there in many discrepancies. Qur'an chapter 4 verse 82 in addition to the Qur'an, there are the sayings and example of the Prophet, uh, peace and a blessing of Allah be upon him. As noted earlier, the authority of the Sunnah of the Messenger of Allah is not because he is some kind of demigod. He was a human being just like all of other Prophets. The Prophet's authority is related to the issue of submission to Allah. It is Allah in the Qur'an who establishes the authority of the Prophet. Hence, following the way of the Prophet is nothing but acting in obedience and submission to Allah. Allah has virtually said such when He said, He who obeys the Messenger has indeed obeyed Allah, but he who turns away, then we have not sent you, O Muhammad, as a watcher over them. Quran chapter 4 verse 80. In the Qur'an, Allah makes it clear that if someone loves Allah and wishes that Allah should love him in return, the, the key is to follow the way of the Prophet Muhammad. Peace and blessings of Allah be upon him. Allah says, Say, O Muhammad, to, ma to mankind or humankind, if you, if, you truly, if you truly love Allah, then follow me. Allah will love you and forgive you of your sins. And Allah is oft forgiving, most merciful. Quran chapter 3 verse 31. The Quran says about the Prophet, Indeed, in the Messenger of Allah, you have an excellent example to follow for him, who hopes to follow for him, who hopes in the meeting with Allah on the last day and remembers Allah much. Quran chapter 33 verse 21. The Prophet was in a way living Quran. The Prophet was in a way a living Quran. When the Prophet's wife Aisha was asked about his character and behavior, she replied his character was the Qur'an. There is a very important relationship between the Qur'an and the Sunnah. The Sunnah demonstrates how the Qur'an is to be implemented. It is a practical explanation of what the Qur'an is teaching. It defines the morals, behaviors, and laws of the Qur'an in such a way that its meaning becomes clear. 
as mentioned earlier this uh, complete human embodiment of the teachings of the quran is a great blessing and mercy for muslims it makes the guidance from god more complete and accessible to all thus the quran and the sunnah from one united unit that offer all the principles of guidance that humankind will need until the day of judgment the levels of faith in a famous hadith the angel gabriel with the intent of teaching the 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 people their faith asked the prophet muhammad peace and the blessing of allah be upon him some questions a portion of the hadith or that hadith reads as follows uh, the angel gabriel said oh muhammad tell me about islam the messenger of allah peace be upon him said islam is to testify that there is none worthy of worship except allah and that muhammad is the messenger of allah to establish the prayers to pay the zakat obligatory alm or alms to fast the month of ramadan and to make the pilgrimage to the house uh, meaning to the house of uh, to the uh, kaaba to kaaba if you have the means to do so he said you have spoken truthfully or correctly we were amazed that he asks the question and then he says that he had spoken truth truthfully he said tell me about iman faith he the messenger of allah peace be upon him responded it is to believe in allah his angels his books his messengers the last day and to believe in the divine decree both the good and the evil thereof he said you have spoken truthfully he said tell me about ihsan goodness This hadith highlights the third uh, usage of the term Islam, the outward act of submitting to Allah as opposed to the inward acts of faith. Based on this hadith, it can be seen that there are three levels of faith or righteousness, Islam, faith, and Ihsan. Each deserves to be discussed uh, separately. The level of Islam When juxtaposed with faith, Islam submission refers to the outward acts of submission, or in other words, the actual deeds that one performs. In answering the question from the angel Gabriel, the prophet listed some acts submission, listed some acts of submission. Obviously, these are not uh, the only acts of submission. In fact, every good deed performed with the intention of pleasing God. and in accord with his revelation is an act of submission however the specific acts mentioned by the prophet in this hadith have a special role they are commonly referred to as the five pillars of islam in fact in another hadith the prophet muhammad stated islam is built upon five pillars testifying that there is none worthy of worship except allah and that muhammad is the messenger of allah establishing the prayers giving the zakat obligatory alms making the pilgrimage to the house and fasting the month of ramadan as this as this author has written elsewhere here the messenger of allah peace be upon him has given a parable in which he gives a picture of islam like that of a house The foundation or pillars of the house are five. If the house is missing these five, then in reality it does not exist at all. The other acts of Islam are like contemp- uh, complementary parts or parts that add to the completeness of the uh, completeness of the uh, of the house. 
If any of the complementary parts are missing, the house is still standing, but it has a deficiency. It is not complete to or perfect. However, if all of the pillars are missing, the house will not be standing or in existence at all. In particular, if the main pillar is missing, the house cannot stand or to be said uh, to exist. In this section, a brief description of the five pillars is given, while later some of the long-term benefits of these acts will be discussed. The first pillar is the proclamation of faith. This uh, first pillar demonstrates that submission is not something that one claims is in the heart with no public affirmation. The submission to God is not meant to be private, a private submission. It is a public submission as it is the deriving force behind the outward deeds and performs. Thus, with full conviction, belief, sincerity, and honesty, one proclaims there is none worthy of worship except Allah and Muhammad is the messenger of Allah. In reality, without this pillar, the remaining acts will become meaningless. The other acts must be built upon having faith. One cannot do an act to please God properly without first having belief in God and His Messenger. This faith then derives corresponding acts. The first act that this faith should lead one to is the proclamation and declaration of that faith. Hence, it is the starting point for all of the other uh, foundations. The second pillar is to establish prayers. This pillar does not simply mean to pray whenever or however one wills to pray. There are formal ritualistic prayers that every Muslim must perform uh, as a basic sign of his willingness to submit to God. There are five such prayers every day at uh, fixed times. The time of the first prayer is between dawn and sunrise. The second prayer time starts just after uh, high noon. The third starts at the mid-afternoon, the fourth starts right after sunset, and the fifth is at the night, at nightfall. Hence, as a Muslim, go, as a Muslim goes through his day, there is never any period of time in which he is distant from a formal prayer. These repeated prayers continually remind the person of his relationship with his Lord and his true purpose in life. In general, these prayers are supposed to be performed in congregation in a mosque. Numerous mosques are therefore located throughout Muslim lands. The faithful are called to pray by a person reciting specific phrases. Among them, come to the prayer, come to the success. In the mosque, the worshippers from straight lines uh, behind the the prayer uh, Im uh, leader, Imam, they all face the same direction towards Mecca. The prayer is said in Arabic and contains Quranic readings. The prayer also consists of bows and uh, prostrations. If anyone travels throughout the world, he will find the Muslims praying in the same fashion and with the, with the same Arabic, uh, with the same Arabic, uh, with the same Arabic terms and expressions. Thus, a Muslim uh, enters any mosque in the world and feels immediately 
at home and among his brothers and sisters in faith. There is no need to look for a Vietnamese American mosque or a German mosque or anything of that nature. Everyone knows how the prayer is going to be uh, performed. Everyone understands what's happening and everyone prays together no matter what his background, uh, no matter what his background, social status, race and so forth. Actually, everyone is going to pray in the same manner in which the Prophet Muhammad himself prayed. Since one knows that this is the manner in which the Prophet prayed, one can be fully satisfied that it is a manner which is pleasing to Allah. The prayers are a type of purification for a human being. He turns and meets uh, with his Lord five times a day, as alluded to above. Uh, this uh, repeated standing in front of Allah should keep uh, the, the person from performing sins during the day. Furthermore, it should, be, it should also be a time uh, of remorse and repentance such that he earnestly asks Allah for forgiveness for those sins that he committed. In addition, the prayer performed. In addition, the prayer in itself is a good deed that wipes away some of the evil deeds that he performed. These points can be noted in the following hadith of the Prophet, peace be upon him. If a person had a stream outside his door and he bathed in it five times a day, do you think he would have any filth left on him? The people, the people said no filth would remain on him whatsoever. The Prophet, peace be upon him, then said, that is like the five daily prayers. Allah wipes away uh, the sins by them. For many Muslim scholars, the ritual prayers are uh, the minimum ritual acts of worship expected of a Muslim. If someone is uh, not even willing to perform these uh, prayers daily, daily it cannot be said of him that he is willing truly uh, to truly submit to allah hence he cannot be considered a true muslim the third pillar is the paying of zakat or obligatory alms lexically the root of the word zakat implies purification a blessing and growth another word used in the quran and hadith for the zakat is sadaqah this word is derived from the Sidq truthfulness, uh, Siddiqi, uh, both these words are highly meaningful. The spending of, uh, of wealth for the sake of Allah purifies the heart of man of the love of material wealth. The man who spends it, the man who spends it offers that as a humble gift before the Lord and thus affirms the truth that nothing is dearer to him in life than the love of Allah and that he is fully prepared to sacrifice everything for his sake. In Islamic law, the technical meaning of zakat is in reference to a specific portion of one's varied wealth and that must be given yearly to a specific group of recipients such as the poor and the needy. In Islam, righteousness is not restricted to one's own individual heartfelt feelings or personal worship. Righteousness must also spread to others in the community and even to the world as a, uh, as, uh, as a whole. The zakat or obligatory alms 
the individual realize that he is not an island unto himself. Instead, each individual is actually a member of uh, a society, in particular a member of an Islamic brotherhood. The different members of this society have rights and responsibilities with respect to one another. The proper interaction with others in society is actually part of one's worship of God. Zakat also reminds the the individual that the wealth that he possesses is actually a bounty from Allah. When it comes to the uh, uh, to the to the distribution of wealth in the world today, much of its much of it is dependent on what people would call luck, such as being born into the right family, living at the right time and place, and stumbling upon and stumbling upon upon uh, excellent opportunities. This is not luck, but these are all different ex- aspects that Allah has decreed for each individual. Hence, one has to be grateful to Allah and be willing to give some of the wealth that Allah has bestowed upon him. The fourth pillar of Islam is the fast of the nine uh, month of the Islamic calendar Ramadan. This means to abstain from food, drink, and sexual intercourse during the daytime from dawn until sunset of the days of uh, this month. Fasting is a source of restraint. Uh, fasting is a source of self-restraint, piety, and God-consciousness. Uh, it was prescribed by Allah for the prophets before Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him, in the verses obligating the fast of the month of Ramadan. Uh, in the verses obligating the, uh, the fast, of the month of Ramadan, Allah has pointed out its goal or purpose, or you who believe. Observing the fast is prescribed for you, uh, for you as it was prescribed for those before you that you may become pious. Quran chapter 2 verse 183. Uh, note that fasting is much more than simply restraining from food, drink, and sexual intercourse. It is supposed to be a time in a time this is supposed uh, this increased level of God consciousness should be reflected in everything the individual does while fasting the prophet peace and the blessing of Allah be upon him alluded to this fact when he uh, when he stated perhaps the fasting person may not get nothing from his fast except hunger and perhaps the one who performs the last uh, uh, late night prayers uh, may get uh, nothing from his prayers except sleeplessness. The Prophet, peace and a blessing for Allah be upon him, said the fasting is not only abstaining from food and drink, but the fast is abstaining from vain speech and lewd speech. If anyone reviles you or acts foolishly with you, you should say, I am fasting, I am fasting. Finally, the Prophet, peace be upon him, said, uh, Finally, the Prophet, peace be, peace and blessing will be upon him, also said, "If someone does not give up, if someone does, if someone does not give up uh, false speech and acting according to it, Allah is is non no want. Allah is in no need or want of him giving up his food and drink." The next pillar of Islam mentioned in this narration, uh, this. Uh, uh, 
hadith in making the pilgrimage hajj to the house of Allah or the Kaaba. In Islamic law, it means traveling to Mecca in the last month of the Islamic calendar for the papers of worshiping Allah alone. The pilgrimage pilgrimage should be made at least once in a Muslim's lifetime if he he ever has the physical and financial means to perform it. Part uh, uh, of the pilgrimage has to do with remembrance of the acts of Abraham, his wife Hagar, and their son Ishmael in the valley of Mecca. One virtually retraces some of their steps. Uh, One remembers uh, uh, them as they sacrificed for the sake of Allah, and Allah Allah in return was pleased with them and blessed them in so many ways. The pilgrimage is, is, is truly a moving experience. Millions of Muslims come from every corner of the world and descend upon Mecca. They all repeatedly express their willingness to come to a, uh, to come to uh, uh, the worldly distinction between the pilgrimage disappeared as they all stand before their Lord during these blessed uh, days. Siddiqui describes the, the Faz uh, described uh, Siddiqui describe or describes the significance of Hajj in the following manner. It is rightly said that it, the Hajj, is the perfection of faith since it combines in itself all the distinction qualities and other obligatory uh, and other obligatory uh, duties. It represents uh, the quality of Salah prayer since a pilgrim offers prayer in the Kaaba, the house of the Lord. It encourages the spending of material wealth for the sake of the Lord, the chief characteristics of zakat. When a pilgrim sets out for uh, for Hajj, he uh, associates himself uh, from his hearth and home, from his dear and near ones to please the limited. He suffers privation. Privation. We uh, uh, he suffers privation and undertakes the hardship of journey. The lessons we learn from fasting and atikaf in Hajj: one is trained to be completely forgetful of the material comforts and pomp and show of worldly life. One has to sleep on uh, stony ground, circumstance, circumambulate the Kaaba, run between Safa and uh, and and uh, Safa and Marwa, and spend uh, his night and day wearing only two pieces of unsewn cloth. He is ready to uh, avoid. He is ready to avoid. Uh, He is not, okay, Safa and Marwa and spent his night and day wearing, wearing only two pieces of unsewn cloth. He is required to avoid the use of oil or scent or any other perfume. He is not even allowed to get his uh, hair cut or trim his, his uh, beard. In short, he is commanded to abandon everything for the sake of Allah and submit himself uh, before his Lord. Uh, the ultimate aim of uh, of the life of a Muslim. In fact, physical pilgrimage is a prelude. Spiritual pilgrimage uh, 
in fact, physical pilgrimage is a prelude to spiritual pilgrimage to God when man should bid goodbye to everything of the world and present himself before him as his humble servant, saying, Here I am before thee, my Lord, as a slave of thine. As noted earlier, these acts from the foundation of one's uh, overall life, uh, life uh, of submission to Allah, building upon what one learns from these ritual acts, uh, here I am before thee, my Lord, as a slave of thine. As noted earlier, these acts from the foundation of one's overall life of submission to Allah, building upon what one learns uh, from these ritual acts, one becomes a complete servant of Allah in every realm of life. I'tikaf, footnotes, I'tikaf is where one excludes himself in the mosque for personal worship and devotion. Most commonly, this is done at the end of the month of Ramadan. Another footnote, this is not a must, but it is how many pilgrimages spend their nights today, though most uh, people stay in tents uh, or hotels. There are two hillocks that Hagar raced back and forth between uh, bit, uh, while speaking whatever for her son uh, Ismail. The angel... Uh, the angel uh, the the angel eventually uncovered a well for her known as the well of Zamzam. To this day, that well continues to pour forth water for the millions of pilgrims who come to Mecca every year. Alhamdulillah, that's the end of this part.